I'm ready. Let's do it. Welcome, one and all, to episode 295 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And this time around, we have the hour one of the Signals from Mars live stream. Should say it is the August 19th edition of hour one, which is the first hour of the Signals from Mars live stream. During this episode, I am joined by Mr. Jeremy Weltman. I'm also joined briefly by Brad Dahl, who is lounging it up (laughs) in L.A. Uh, Retirement life is suiting him well. He checks in from the road on that. But uh, yeah, so we go through new releases from the 19th. We also have a long discussion on John Sykes. What happened to him? Uh, We talk about Joe Holmes, former Ozzy guitarist, former Lizzie Borden guitarist, keeps teasing new material. Uh, Metal Dan checks in with us from the chat and asks about ACDC. Why haven't they toured Power Up yet? And then the show ends with (laughs) the usual banter that you have between us. Uh, Hour two actually features... Mr. Chris Sinzak from the Decibel Geek podcast, uh, who will be featured for episode 296. But 295 is what we have today. I hope that you guys enjoy this and let me know. You could reach out to me, uh, input at marsattacksradio.com. Let me know what you think or on any of the social media platforms where I post about these shows. Uh, This week, we will be recording the 1983 special with my patrons. It's going to be a lot of fun. I've tallied up the votes, put together all the songs for the playlist, and it'll be a really cool discussion. It'll be two hours of just nothing but great music discussion. So if that's something that you enjoy, please hop on over to Patreon. Go to Patreon.com dot com forward slash Mars Attacks podcast and find out more. You can join us for as little as two bucks a month and be part of the upcoming discussions on Patreon. In any event, let's jump on into the episode with Jeremy and Brad. Welcome, one and all, to the August 19th edition of the Signals from Mars live stream. I am Victor. Joining me today is Mr. Jeremy Weltman as well. Uh, we may have, well, we have Chris Sinzak joining us later. Brad hasn't joined us yet. We don't know if he's still on retirement time or not. <laughs> so who knows who, who else may show up tonight? It's, it's open-ended uh, to the patrons. And um, yeah. One of those perks for being a uh, a member of the Patreon page. Jeremy, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Really good. Can you hear me tonight loud and clear, or is it uh, a little bit muffled? I can hear you fine, but now I'm starting to hear the clicks again. But, oh, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no idea what's going on, but uh, uh, we'll, we'll get it eventually. Anyway, um, we're back for another Friday for uh, for those that, you know, we're wondering why um, we're doing what I call the uh, hour one initially. And then we have the guest on the second hour, usually, or another topic to go by. This used to be when we were doing the Fireside pre-show. And uh, Fireside basically just didn't do what I expected it to. So I figured, why the hell don't we just move it over to, you know, where where we do everything else? And, um, yeah, I think it works well. This way, at least uh, anyone who wants to join can join. Whereas with Fireside, it just seems so restricted. You know, it, it, how many fiery hoops did you have to jump through to join? 
So it was, uh, it was, it was a mess, but anyway, it's Friday. Let's talk about some new releases here. Um, I wrote about the new spirit of drift album, 20 centuries gone. Spirit of Drift has been a band that I've been following these last few years. Much like Haunt, I think they're one of these bands that are at the they're they're front runners of this newer generation of metal that has been coming out these last few years. Spirit of Drift uh, came about in 2015, so they've been around for seven years at this point, four full lengths, and then this album. This album is two new songs. And then the rest are covers. They're covering uh, Typo Negative, Pantera, Metallica, uh, Thin Lizzy, ZZ Top, and Leonard Skinner. And with my write-up, I mentioned that they remind me a lot of Metallica and how they did their covers. And the reason behind that, you listen to something like Garage Days uh, Re-Revisited, and their songs from you know Killing Joke and The Misfits and Budgie, and so on and so forth, where they sound like Metallica songs. You know, they're covering these bands, but they sound like Metallica. And I think Spirit of Drift has done this. Instead of trying to make a carbon copy of the songs, they sound as if they're Spirit of Drift songs, and they could, you know, slot them in within their 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 set list. Um, it's funny because I'd read that it was, a, you know, that it had some cover songs on it, and I'm listening to their typo negative cover and i'm thinking wow this is so different to what they've done in the past like this actually sounds really good I'm like you know the the one thing that seems kind of odd here is that a, the singer sounds like pete Steele in a in a way and i look up i'm like oh shit so this is actually a typo negative song so it was cool so the music sounds more like a spirit of drift song but the the vocals were kind of a heavy like deep pete Steele. Uh, singing, so I I enjoyed it, and there, and I think that there's a lot of stuff that I need to check out that's come out today. I just haven't been able to listen to more stuff. Uh, new albums by Soilwork, Lillian Axe, uh, Thunder Mother, Five Finger Death Punch, Six by Six, Conan, uh, Hammer King, I Prevail, Silver Sun Pickups, Spite, Orthodox, Alpha Male, uh, by Holding Absence. Dead City Ruins, Mass Extinction, Kala, Buried Under Sky, Tough on Fridays. The uh, Dead City Ruins, I believe I posted a video of that on Patreon, and I watched another video earlier today, and that that has some stuff that is making me want to check that album out. So it's called Shockwave. Uh, I'll hopefully check that out this weekend. EPs by Chloe Trujillo, Robert Trujillo's wife. With uh, Rav Medic, some of those songs I've listened to are actually pretty cool. Um, oh, actually, I've listed the Buried Under Sky twice, so I have to remove the one. And then the Black Skeleton also released an EP. Compilation. I listed this a few weeks back, but it looks as if um, this may be being released uh, maybe today. I don't know. I've I've added a, a note saying that, uh, you know, please note that release dates are subject to change um, and can be modified by each artist's respective labels at any time. So this is, uh, yeah, this happens from time to time. And because of, for example, this Devil Driver album. Uh, or this Devil Driver compilation because of studio albums from 2003 to 2011 box set. Um, this is... Actually, I have to check that out. Maybe the there's another box set that leads us to today and I'm confusing myself. But anyway, I I posted a Devil Driver compilation a few weeks ago, regardless. But... Um, yeah, anyway... Um, let's see here. Jeremy was having some technical issues. Any better now, Jeremy? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you well also. Cool. So I think you were you were mentioning all the great new releases out this week. Yeah. You mentioned that there's some that you've already checked out. Anything that's yeah. uh, stood out to you so far? 
Yeah, there was a few. I mean, first of all, I just want to mention that there was a Dead City Ruins album that you, you sort of listed on the site. That's actually been delayed. And so they actually released um, a very decent single in July. Um, and the album, which I think is called Shockwave, uh, yes. hasn't actually been released yet. Well, at least I couldn't find it. You know, I was looking on Spotify okay. to, to listen to that. I actually really like the single that came out in July. So I'm really looking forward to the album. Right. Um, so I don't know, maybe it'll be out next week. You know, it's going to be obviously very imminent. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, I had to listen to the Thunder Mother album. Um, and I, in the past, I've been, you know, I've been a bit of a fan of Thunder, Thunder Mother. I like them. This was pre, you know, bog standard rock and roll. You know, it was, there was nothing fantastic on it. There was a few, you know, there's a few good songs on there. Um, there was a song called Raise Your Hands, a song called Wasted. Um, which I liked. Uh, there's a lot of sort of tried and tested riffs on there. Um, but I thought they were a little bit too safe at times. I think they need to really sort of push themselves a bit more. Um, I think they're going to be a great band to watch live. I've never seen them live, and I'd really like to, uh, you know, like to give, give it out. Um, okay. There was another album by Hacking called King Demonium, which is, right. um, that's on Napalm Records. They're, they're a a German band, a heavy sort of power metal band. Um, I like them. I thought they were, you know, they were they were fun. They were good. They've only been going since 2015. Uh, I like the singer, sort of melodic metal. Uh, it sort of kept me interested enough to listen to, to you know, the album. So if, if it right. does that, you know, it, it's, it's pretty decent. Uh, obviously, the Five Finger Death Punch album was out today. You know what you're going to get with them. Uh, the Linear Lax album was out. Um, I liked some of that. Some of it I found a little bit boring, but some of it I found quite interesting. So it's quite a mixed album. But the uh, patrons' pick for this week would be Six by Six. It's the okay. debut album by, um, as you know, it's Nigel Glockler of Saxon, uh, and it's Ian Christian of of, Sa- of Saga. Very very interesting music. And- I mean, it, it was it really knocked me down. I, I was quite um, surprised to hear it because obviously with Nigel Glockler in there, I was thinking it was going to be you know something a bit heavier. Um, right. It was you know it was sort of a, a mix of Russian Pink Floyd and early Magnum and Dream Theater, and yet they they really sort of carved out their own uh, you know their own really. Um, mm-hmm. They got this guy, um, I think it's called Robert. Is it Robert Berry on vocal? He's a sort of multi-instrumentalist guy who's, who's right. doing it as well. Really worth a listen. I really recommend it. Um, it's it's a it's an album you've got to delve into. It's an, it's quite a deep album. There's a lot of layers to it, and it's not an album that you're going to like first time round. But I think you know if you listen to it time and time again, you're going to really find this. It's um it's it's got a lot of musical quality to it, which certain albums don't. And so I thought it was a real brave effort. Right. And Rob Barry is in the band three, which I believe is with Carl Palmer of Asia and okay. yeah. um, ELP, if I'm not mistaken. I just looked that up real quick. Um, no, I, I may be messing that one up and... Pretty good. Let's see here. No, this is a completely different band. So that's an American band called Three. Uh, yeah. The band Three. Let's see. Nope. It's still an American band out of <laughs> Woodstock, New York. Band Three. Let's see. Rob. Very folks, nothing more exciting than having someone on a live stream typing and looking up information. So let's see, Robert Barry. Yeah, Keith Emerson and Carl Palmer are in the band three. And Rob yeah. Barry is the guitarist and singer of that. But yeah. uh, he's been in it says he's best known for Hush, three with Keith Emerson, Carl Palmer, Ambrosia Alliance, Los Tres Gusanos, so the three worms, whoever 
that band may be. He was previously in the Greg Kinn band and uh, Six by Six with, uh, it says Saga Saxon with musicians from Saga Saxon and GTR. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's a really interesting collection of songs. Uh, uh, well worth a listen. And it's just interesting to hear something a bit different, really. Mm hmm. Yeah, the songs that I've posted in Patreon from 6x6 have gone over well with you guys. So it's mm. actually no surprise that this is your patron's pick for this week. Mm. Um, so cool. I'll, I'll have to check that out as well as some others. So you're telling me that the... <laughs> See, again, this is why I've added this disclaimer. That the... Um, what? Where's this album? Dead City Ruins. That that is not out yet. Mm. But certainly worthwhile waiting for, because I think that single they brought out, you know, was, was good. Yeah, you know why I, I may be getting mixed up with this is because I think I was sent the promo. Mm. Let me just check that out real quick as well. In the meantime, we have Bill Elam and Brad Dahl in the chat. And uh, both of them, as well as Jeremy, usually show up for Trivia Tuesday. So if you're so inclined, Trivia Tuesday is a show that I do exclusively on Twitch. Some of these guys um, join me as well, and it is always a lot of fun to um, to talk trivia with these guys. Um, so yes, looks like. The album has been pushed back to September 16th. Okay. So yeah. I actually, I do have the promo for this. And, um, well, I certainly recommend you have a listen bit too, because they're, they're pretty good band, I think. Yeah. It looks like, it looks like I'll be downloading this and checking it out. So, uh, anyway, um, oh, that's right. Brad is in LA tonight. That's why he's not, joining us um but yeah hope uh you and nate are having a great time out there in la and um he's just missed my daughter she she's just left la she went, did she went to las vegas <laughs> okay cool uh last time i was well i was in la for my honeymoon it's the only time that i've been there i was um we got to listen to Ozzy playing live because he was at the Sunset uh, Strip Music Festival. He was the guest of honor that year. So we could see the stage, the back of the stage, and we could hear Ozzy playing. He had Gus G in the band at the time. We were waiting to get into the Viper Room to see Ace Frehley play while various members of Korn were walking down the street. Um, going back to their car because they had parked behind the Viper Room, and we got uh, two two extremes. We had Monkey or not Monkey Fieldy, the bass player, walking down the street first. He was holding a can of beer, and he was saying, "Who are you all waiting for?" And you know, people start saying, "Ace Freely," you know, we're we're waiting for non Ace Freely, and he was like, "Ace Freely." Ace Frehley, you guys are going to see Ace Frehley? And he started pouring his beer out as he's walking down the street. What the hell's wrong with this guy? <laughs> so, um, so their guitarist, Monkey, walks by next. But Monkey had <laughs> two women on each arm. And, uh, and he's walking down and, and same deal. What's the line for? Oh, we're going to see Ace Freely. Ace Freely, that's awesome. I'm sure it'll be a great show. And uh, he walks by. He's like, have a great night, this and that. And he gets into, um, uh, it was a Chevy Suburban or a GMC uh, Avalanche, depending on what brand it was. I don't remember, but he rolls his window down and he's, you know, rock on, guys, have a great time. You know, it was like, the, it was yin and yang. You had one guy like, you know, poo-pooing everything. And you had the other guy trying to, you know, uh, get the the crowd hyped up. And there were people that ran up and asked for his autograph and whatnot. And he obliged. It was, it was cool. Um, so it was an interesting experience. During that Ace Freely show, 
Uh, Slash got up on stage with him. So, okay. Was, uh, well, there's just Sounds 200 cool. people uh, at the show. Mm-hmm. Was, you know, the Piper Room was a very small venue. And then after race was done, Billy Morrison, who played with the cult, um, he's, I guess, um, like Ozzy's contact, if he's ever, you know, um, is like AA contact, I guess. So if he's ever doubting whether to uh, uh, get higher drunk, uh, Billy's supposed to be his call. Billy's also part of Billy Idol's band. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, <laughs> uh, Bill is saying that uh, Ace would have said, you're ruining a perfectly good beer, Curly. You're missing the act. Oh, <laughs> live from L.A., Mr. Brad Dahl. I don't know, Brad, is that you in, in a bed? Or, I, don't, I don't know if, if maybe I should turn, turn the camera off. Or, are we going to have like some Tommy Lee-like exposure going on here? <laughs> uh, you can only hope, can't you? Yeah, I just uh, how's the quality, other than being really dark oh dark and it keeps kind of see yeah it's been cutting in and out but let's see if maybe you can hold the connection hi anyway good to good to see you jeremy yeah it's loud and clear Barrett. i can hear you really well can't see you but i can hear you (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) brad looks like he should be on the cover of uh queen too Oh, yeah. All right, light. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's actually daylight out here. And I got a yeah. nice view of the uh, satellite dish on the roof here. Oh, wow. But, some, that's people, what some people would pay for that kind of stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. Give me your best yeah. view of the satellite dish. <laughs> it's hotter than hell here. It's like 90 degrees. Yeah, so, it was pretty hot here as well. Uh, go ahead, Jeremy. So you're in LA. I'd expected you to be in the Troubadour or the Whiskey, and we'd have a live session from there. What's going on? You're just stuck in the hotel. Yeah. We were actually in Hollywood just there. And, um, yeah, we got, we're going to the baseball game tonight. So we got up and uh, we're going to take, take a bit of a nap. So we can stay up late tonight. So that's the oh, wow. plan. Mm-hmm. Nathan, Nathan doesn't want to have to deal with grumpy uh, with grumpy Brad. So I, I get that. I'm sure Nathan is is forcing I'm, you to have a, a nap. I'm going to say I'm going to say uh, that the feeling is mutual that oh, we wow. both need naps. When you say, yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but up way too early today. I can imagine. Yeah. So, so yeah, so six percent in on this uh, album, Jeremy. Say say that again. I didn't hear the. Oh, I was saying six by six that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I'm a hundred percent in. Good. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah, it's a great album. It's um, certainly worth a, a few listens. And uh, as I say, you know, it's um. Sounded very different to what I expected as well. Would you say the two songs we've heard already are kind of stuff, or does it get kind of weirder? Or? I think it, on balance, I think there's um, it, there's a lot of a lot, there's a lot of melody on the album, but I think it's it's very much the same kind of style all the way through. Um, you know the the sound they've they created their own sound and that's that comes through the whole album. Uh, it's you know there's plenty of prog there, but there's plenty of melody. I didn't really play it very loud. I had my headphones in at the time when I was listening to it, so tomorrow I might sort of play it without the headphones and and turn it up a little bit. Um, but it's certainly you know I was quite surprised how good it was and the, you know the quality of the musicianship came through. So. Uh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, Robert Barry, he did that album with Keith Emerson and um, Carl Paul. And, uh, I don't know if it was the Amit Erdogan thing. And for some reason, Greg Lake wouldn't do it, play that show with them. So Robert Barry did, and that led to them doing an album. I could be at the timeline. 
But the, that first album, they did three, is pretty good. Then he did one. He was Keith Emerson, and, and Keith Emerson died. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so, so he went on with them, put an album out called 3.2. And, right. and I got to be honest, I, I don't really, really enjoy that one. Hmm. Yeah. It's a little long-winded. Yeah. So, so that's... Met- Metal Dan is saying that Airborne will be playing the Troubadour. In my opinion, huge band in a small place, four albums in, and they seem to struggle in the States. Um, Dan, you want to see Airborne in the Troubadour or a place like that. I've seen them. I saw them years ago in, in Bilbao, Spain. And the place where I saw them, I think fits probably about um, 1,500 to 2,000 people max. Um, It wasn't the fullest I've seen it. That would be with the Cavalera brothers playing there. But this place is set up. It's, it's, It's a decent sized hall and there are bars set up at various points. You want to have a small enclosed area for them because um, the, the name of the singer slips slips my mind right now. I know it's not Ryan O'Keefe, who was the ex-guitarist who I interviewed, um, but I did interview the drummer who was, who was the singer's brother, but it was eons ago. Um, no, okay, so Ryan O'Keefe is the drummer. Joel O'Keefe is the singer. So I I, I got that right. Um, David Rhodes is the guitarist that left. Anyway, Joel is a madman. So in a small enclosed area, um, he's all over the bar. He's jumping on people's shoulders. He's, you know, um, it's, it's like seeing Angus Young in a small closed down thing. I know there's a lot of ACDC references or comparisons, I should say. But he does the bit on people's shoulders, drinking the beer, drinking the whiskey, playing up on the bar. He's a madman. He, it's definitely a, a show. It's it's awesome to see. So uh, I guess Metal Dan follows up by saying, "I've done them twice in a small venue. People don't know what they are, what they will be missing." Yes, we met the band. That's awesome. So uh, cool. Very Thank cool. you, Metal Dan, for joining us tonight and. And letting us know. So, see, there you go, Dan. If um, if you're if you're a true LA Dodgers fan and you decide to leave in the seventh inning, um, you can always go to the Troubadour. <laughs> yeah, that ain't happening. If uh, we're not leaving until the game's over, and then going to Tommy's for a burger. So, yeah, that's all right. But I didn't know Airborne was here tonight. That- that, that is intriguing. I would like to see them. Yeah. Really cool live band. Jeremy, have you seen them? Yeah, I've seen them twice. Um, I saw them at the uh, Rambling Man Fair in Maidstone, which is a really good show that they had on sort of four or five years. Uh, and, um, you know, he, 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 the guitarist goes up the rig and pretends yeah. to fall off, you know, and uh, yeah, they were good. And then I saw them supporting another band, and I was just trying to think as you were talking then who they were supporting. I have, for the life of me, I can't remember <laughs> who they were supporting. But I walked in to the MEN Arena as they were playing, and it was it was really electric. There's a lot of people in there, as you say, they were you know like an ACDC cover band, but right. but really good at it. Um, so. Yeah, really enjoyed it. It'll come to me in a minute who who was actually headlining that that day. <laughs> well, look at that. They were so good that you can't remember who who they yeah, were. That, that, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe I just watched Airborne and went home. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that headliner just flat out sucked and Airborne, you know, left yeah. a, a bigger impression. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, all right. So Dan is clearing things up here. Airborne is not playing tonight. They're playing in October. So, okay. Thank oh. you for clearing that up, Dan. I, I will. I will be able to sleep now, knowing that Brad may be able to make the Airborne show in October. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was feeling kind of bad like them, but now I don't feel as bad. See that? 
So I wonder, I wonder where else check out tour dates. I doubt that they'll get to Salt Lake, but uh, it's worth a check. Well, no, in well, October, I'm going to be closer to you and Jeremy than I probably will be here. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and if, even still, even, 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 even beyond that, I mean, not like your Dodgers are going to be playing in October anyway. Oh, yeah, probably not. <laughs> they're having a good year I think I, yeah 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 they have the best yeah i kind of figured that because we booked that cruise in the end of october that would for sure put when i'm out of the country but we'll see all right cool um jeremy you brought up a topic that you wanted to discuss tonight a, a very important topic, I think, and it's mm. it's really a, a mystery in the world of hard rock and metal. You mentioned before we went live that you looked under your couch to see if uh, if you could solve the mystery, but you said the person we're looking for is not there. The, uh, the person in question is one Mr. John Sykes. Yeah. Now, um, Go ahead. Let let us give us your train of thought. Obviously, his legacy for for you being in the UK. Obviously, you got to see the the rise of John Sykes, Tigers of Pantan, um, Thin Lizzy, White Snake, Blue Murder. Um, what was it like seeing him go? Because each band seemed to be bigger. Yeah. Um... When I was when I was quite young, John Sykes was uh, came into Tigers of Pantang, as you know, and right. he was the ultimate guitar hero. I mean, he looked the part. He was so cool. He could play. I mean, he brought on Tigers of Pantang something you know that they didn't have before, and uh, they did the Love Potion Number no. Nine cover, which was on you know it's got a lot of coverage here in the UK. It was in the top 10, I think, in the singles charts or top 20 or whatever. Um, and, you know, when John Sykes was on TV, uh, you know, all, you couldn't take your eyes off him. He was just the, he was an absolute metal guitar hero. Uh, and then, of course, he went on to Thin Lizzy uh, and we know the Thunder and Lightning album. I mean, there was a program on here late at night. Um, it was like a bit of a... Um, a sort of an adult's version of a children's program that used to be on Saturday mornings. Uh, and they had Thin Lizzy on, um, which I didn't know were, were going to be on, and I was watching it. And they played live. So it was really raw. Uh, and, and John Sykes, they played Cold Sweat, and it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, if I could go back to watch that again, uh, you know, it's the only thing I would watch because it was just amazing to see. Uh, John Sykes, again, was looking absolutely super cool you knew you knew from the tigers pantang days that he was going to go on and become very very successful he was going to be in bigger bands so he did he was in thin lizzy i saw thin lizzy live in 1983 um at liverpool i was about five yards away from sykes and it was just i was just in awe of him you know i mean he could play ultimately very fast uh, again, looked very cool, and then, as we know, we went on to White Snake, etc., uh, etc. Et but in, and then I also saw him uh, playing for Thin Lizzy. You know, I say recently, but when I looked at it, it was probably more than ten years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why I sort of thought, what's he doing? I mean, we know he did the Blue Murder stuff. We know mm -hmm. that about three or four, five years ago, he was going to come out with some new music. He did release a couple of songs. I think uh, they're there on YouTube. Um, and it's all gone quiet for three years. Now, uh, there was a message that on his website that, that says their record deal fell through. So, But that was three, maybe four years ago. Right. Uh, and, prior, and, and prior to that, you know, he's had a break as well where there's been no music released. So the end of, sort of, the end of all this, is where is John Sykes? What is he doing and why? And I just can't understand it because this is a guy who should be playing regularly. And, and is it because 
maybe he's earning a lot of royalties and he doesn't need to, um, you know, he doesn't need to work. Uh, I've heard rumors and, I, I, you know, these are allegations and rumors and I'm not going to say this is true, but a lot of people say that he's a bit lazy. Uh, so he doesn't want to, you know, push himself to, to release stuff. Uh, you know, he's, he, where, where's John Sykes? <laughs> well, I can tell you what I've heard over the years. Um, remember, Winery Dogs was supposed to be a new version of Blue Murder. It was supposed to be Sykes, Billy Sheehan, and Mike Portnoy. It was supposed to be like a new revamped version of Blue Murder. Uh, Eddie Trunk had been working on getting Carmine and Tony Franklin back together with uh, John Sykes for the longest time. And I remember Carmine always saying, well, you know, um, I'll never work with him again. He's such a pain in the ass, blah, 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 all, all this stuff back and forth. And then um, ultimately... For example, the, the band that ultimately went on to be become Winery Dogs became that because Sykes, from what I've heard, is that he's a bit of a procrastinator. And at the same time, it's because he wants perfection in everything. So he takes forever to do something, but when he does it, um, he wants it to be as as perfect as possible. So kind of like an Axl Rose where, you know, he, um, uh, he doesn't want to let anything go because he doesn't think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. Now let's not forget that he also over the years tried out for Def Leppard before, uh, Vivian Campbell came into the band along with Adrian Smith of Iron Maiden. They, they both tried out for that spot. And apparently uh, they were going to give it to John Sykes, but something in the end just didn't work out. Um, and and I guess Carmine recently, and I'm saying recently, this is like within the last five years, has said something to the extent of, you know, I'd love to do it, but it's just that John just doesn't. It was like something alluding to the fact that he didn't want to go out in public and and do stuff anymore, I, I guess is what he was saying. He was signed to Gold Robot. Now, we know that Gold Robot is um, uh, is is putting out a lot of different things. Um, they were supposed to put out the new King's X album, and that kind of fell through as well. King's X is now on a completely different label. So, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, we heard those songs, and I remember hearing one of them and being like, oh, my God, this is this is tremendous. I can't wait for this to come out. Mm. and nothing you know it was Mm. one of these things where you know just crickets uh, i didn't know what happened and i was like wow you know we need this yeah Uh, so um bill elam is saying that uh carmine said that uh then planned on getting back with vinnie vincent so yeah that is so true and the vinnie vincent stuff didn't work out either um also bill elam is saying that uh he's going to get his uh, no metal cred next week by seeing weird al in in dayton and metal dan follows up with as you should i've seen weird al a few times the fully loaded show with props wonder how this stripped down tour is uh, i will say that at the moment my oldest son plays weird al all the time so i hear plenty of it uh, with my nephew being here lately, they were singing the song Eat It at Nauseam. So anyway, back to John Sykes. Uh, Brad, I don't know if you're uh, falling asleep on us or. <coughs> or yeah, or what? pretty much. <laughs> what's what, what's your take on John Sykes? Um, I don't know. I've heard various stories on him as well, and I think they're pretty similar to what you've already talked, talked about. He, he's kind of I don't, I don't know I, I, he kind of sounds like he's a uh, howard hughes of rock and roll right where he, he just can't quite this head around 
around, hey, let's just put some music out. Yeah. Right. And, and anything uh, that he wants or that he's just had, has these delusions, huge. But yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the truth is, but he's, uh, he's alive. So there's always a chance for music. Hmm. Supposedly. True. Um, I, I actually stood next to John Sykes at a concert once. I'll, I'll tell you this tiny little story. I was at the Deep Purple gig at the MEN Arena, and Deep Purple was supported by Styx and Thin Lizzy, which was the Thin Lizzy with John Sykes, um, you know, singing. And so Thin Lizzy were on first, and then they, you know, finished their set. Then Styx were on, and they finished their set. And then as Deep Purple first came on, I was standing right next to, you know, the soundboard, sort of, you know, halfway back. And uh, I looked to my left, and right next to me was John Sykes, just standing there watching Deep Purple. And before I even had time to even say anything to him, he was he'd moved off. <laughs> but that was a you know that was interesting. He he read but, your uh, mind. <laughs> <laughs> so I did find him. I did find him at one point in time, but sadly not recently. Um, for you, what is your favorite John Sykes album that he's played on? He's played on some well, some classics. You could argue that he's played on the best Thin Lizzy album, at yeah. least the most metal album or most hard rock album. You could argue that he's played on the best White Snake albums as well. But for yeah. you, what's what's your favorite John Sykes? Yeah, I'm kind of torn because I'd even put Tigers of Pantang in there as well because obviously they mean a lot to us here. In the UK, you know, being a new Wobbin band, and you know, I thought he, he brought them on as well in what they did. And you've just mentioned White Snake. I mean, I, I listened to you know the 1987 album um, actually just very recently because Brad will know this because there was a big feature on um, in Rock Candy in the latest Rock Candy on that on that album. So that's sort of that's what got me thinking about John. Um, but I would go back to Thunder and Lightning. I think that that for me is. It's the best Thin Lizzy album as an album, and it it is that because of John. Um, I think he, he you know he brings a, a bit of metal and a bit more excitement to the band, um, and so I think that you know for the for the very reason you know I said before you know those sort of songs like Cold Sweat, um, just amazing, and so uh, you know that's my favorite. Brad, your favorite uh, John Sykes moment, and I thought that Jeremy was going to say not that it was featured on Rock Candy, but featured on Yarg Metal, YargMetal.com. Yeah, that but- would be nice. Yeah, his um, his solo live CDs that he did um, in Japan, uh, and uh, those are actually him doing that uh, the white snake, white snake stuff, and uh, is pretty on point. Uh, I thought what he did when he fronted, uh, um, I, I actually enjoyed that. And, and of course, they never did any original music, but I, I think the live was a very well done. I mean, it's about as good as you're going to do Thin Lizzy nowadays. Mm. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it, you're right. I mean, it, it's it's hard for much talent and a uh, great songwriter, a great singer, great guitar player player uh, why he's not out there doing stuff why he's just hiding uh, yeah i mean you know old he is he's probably my age that's pretty old <laughs> but has yeah. he been saving people's lives all this time yeah and that's true yeah and i'm still rocking there we and go. i've seen i've seen thin lizzie a few times with him fronting it and I thought he did a fantastic job doing it. I mean, he sounded yeah. like Phil Liner. You know, he, when he was singing, he did a really good version of Phil. And as we know, Ricky Warwick, yeah. which is War- Warwick, not Warwick, um, right. as you guys say, um, he, he um, it, you know, he, he sounds like Phil as well. I mean, he does a very good version of it. You know, so you can't choose between them. But I really like John Sykes doing Thin Lizzy, and I thought it was a, you know, it was a great band. You, yeah, you, I agree, hundred percent. You know, Jim, I'm going to sign off here pretty quick. Hey, um, Jerry, 
Jeremy, you know, when you had your issue with uh, Rock kind of piped up to help you out, well, they, they uh, decided to send me a bonus copy of that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like how, many, how many copies do I need, guys? But anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Rock Candy, great magazine. There you go. Yeah. yeah Just sign yeah. off. You guys are awesome. It's so good to see you. And uh, uh, everybody have a great you too, Brad. Thanks for yeah. joining us, and I appreciate your time out. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully we'll, we'll see John Sykes someday. Mm. Maybe it's a troubadour, or maybe you'll run into them and uh, run into him in Southampton. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, Brad. Have a good one. Cool, Mr. Brad Dahl, joining us from the road. Um, so yeah, for me, my favorite John Sykes moment was the self-titled Blue Murder album. I still play the crap out of that album. And I know when, when Carl Alvarez was on, uh, I guess it was sometime last year, he said, well, you know, the album was okay. And I'm thinking, I was almost gritting my teeth. I'm like, that's a fantastic album. (laughs) You know, at least for me, I, Outside of Jelly Roll is the only song that I kind of don't care for on that album. Of course, it had to be one of the singles. But um, I think the rest of that album is just fantastic. Um, The one after. The one after I actually won off of uh, Eddie Trunk. It's signed by John Sykes. And now I don't remember if I still have that or if that was one of the things that I sold on eBay before moving over to Spain. But um, Nothing But Trouble, I think, is the name of the album. And there's only really one song that I like off of that, which was um, uh, We All Fall Down, which was the first track off it because it reminded me of the previous Blue Murder album. Um, unfortunately, the rest of it just, I don't think it's as good as the, the other stuff, but some of the solo mm-hmm. stuff that I've heard over the years I think has been pretty cool. But um, there's yeah. A- there was a four-year gap even between those two albums as well, right. the Blue Murder album and Nothing But Trouble. You know, it's four years between them. So, you know, he doesn't he doesn't rush out the stuff, really. But, yeah, yeah. It, just, it just shows you how many good albums there are by him. You know, he's been on a lot of good good stuff. I mean, I haven't even mentioned Slide It In as well, which is another good White Snake album. Which Bill says that uh, Bill Elam is saying that Slide It In uh, is, well, he says, mine would definitely be Slide It In. The edge mm. on his version is excellent. Yeah. So um, another fact that not everyone knows, but do you know who the lead singer of Blue Murder was originally? No. Ray Gillen, who went on to sing in Badlands. Okay. Right. Do you know who else sung demos for uh, Blue Murder? No. Tony Martin, who ended up oh, okay. replacing Ray Gillen in Black Sabbath. So there's that whole connection. I, uh, from what I've heard over the years, uh, is that he wasn't willing to pay them what they were looking for. So that's why neither one stayed in the band. But uh, even right. still, I think he did all right uh, by singing lead on that. Um, I wa- I've mentioned this a few times. I was supposed to see Thin Lizzy fronted by him. And it was one of these things where I was like, wow, I'll finally get to see John Sykes. And they canceled last second. And we got Lizzie Borden instead. So uh, a, little, a little different there. Different. But, yeah. Yeah. Another- I, yeah go, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I saw them live quite a few times during that era when uh, he was fronted in the band. One of the times I watched them was at uh, Liverpool University, which um, is, a, you know, quite a small gig, really. Uh, so you, you could get quite upfront and personal with the band. And it, it was fantastic, you know, really good. I mean, you can't go wrong because they're playing all the old Lizzie songs. So right. you know, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned Lizzie Borden. We're getting all all these connections from Thin Lizzy to Lizzie Borden 
from one guitarist to one away from John Sykes, Bill mentioned uh, Vinnie Vincent, but uh, there's another one who's about to release some new material. Joe Holmes, who was in Lizzie Borden, played with David Lee Roth and is probably best known for playing with Ozzy on the Osmosis tour, only ever recorded one track with Ozzy, which is Walk on Water. Um, mm. He released an album under the name of Pharmacos a few years ago, which I thought is a stellar album, uh, similar to John Sykes in the sense that they're both two ripping guitarists that uh, went away. I know that um, for Joe Holmes, uh, he became a born-again Christian, and there was religion involved with everything. But uh, he's been releasing these teasers for this solo material that he's going to be releasing. And it sounded pretty cool to me so far. He's got the singer of uh, Pharmacos on there also, which uh, which is fine by me because he kind of sounds like Chris Cornell from Soundgarden. And that mm. kind of that works really well with his playing. But mm. um, have you have you heard any of these teasers? Did you listen to the Pharmacos album at all? <laughs> no. Okay. No, definitely something that I I recommend you checking out because it is an interesting mix uh, because you've got his very heavy guitars and some ridiculous just riffing. Joe Holmes was one of Randy Rhodes' last students um, before he joined Ozzy's band. So when he joined Ozzy's band, uh, when Joe did, he was playing a Telecaster, or not a Telecaster, I'm sorry, Stratocaster. And I remember Ozzy at the time saying that he was kind of hesitant with that because others had tried in the past to use Strats and they didn't all sound as good. Um, But he sounded cool to me. Joe also had this like patented move where he had a Floyd Rose Tremel, but he wouldn't have the, um, the whammy bar in. So he'd actually be pulling and pushing on the uh, on the actual tremolo himself without actually having a bar in place. So I always thought that was kind of cool. That's so. like my guitar because I've got a um, Fender Strat without the without the bar. I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jakey Lee would also play without a bar, so that's that's yeah. another Aussie guitarist that would do that. The question is, how do you lose your bar? And I lost it in in because I was traveling. I got I managed to take my guitar to um, a cousin's house, okay. and somehow getting it out of the car, it must have fallen off. I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, the only time I lost a, a bar on a guitar was when uh, I took I took it to have the pickups changed, and when I got it back, the bar was missing. <laughs> I said it to the guy the store and he says oh no i don't i don't have an extra bar i would have you know uh, you can buy one you know they aren't that expensive and i'm like well you know i'll think about mm. it mm. Mm. so um metal dan's just raised a big question yeah big question acdc no tour or show by now with that recent album could angus be having medical issues that his family keeps quiet as they should um, they did release the album last year, I believe, last November. If I'm not mistaken, for Power Up, was actually listening to it earlier today because my kids were putting music on, and um, uh, they decided that they were going to play songs off of Power Up. No, actually, November thirteenth, twenty twenty. So it came out. Yeah almost two years ago, in the middle of the pandemic. Yeah, I thought it was longer, yeah. Yeah, so I think, I don't think that it's, I mean, I could be wrong, I don't think it's health issues from Angus so much as probably they released that album, you know, as a tribute to Malcolm. Maybe they just didn't have, because it was during the pandemic, they just didn't, they weren't going to tour behind it. You know, that that's just what it seems like to me. And it could, you know, could very well do with their ages and, and everything else. Because 
let's remember Cliff Williams said that he was retiring from the band. Um, yeah, and Brian is doing the show with uh, one of the two shows with uh, the Foo Fighters for Taylor Hawkins. Um, DC have set up a Sunday to um, if to register to find out news about the tour, and and it's just been left there, but you know no, nothing on it since. Right. <laughs> Metal Tan is saying you don't need Cliff. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> um, Bill Elam is saying I lost the whammy bar in a couch, sofa, whatever you call it, and never found it. Wow. That, yeah. Well, the I- whammy ended up in the land of the lost i've never found mine either so i think they just, just disappear yeah, they just disappear in thin air that's just what yeah. happens to um whammy bars but uh yeah i i don't know that's that's interesting though because obviously acdc is one of the biggest bands that can easily fill stadiums and arenas um also so- Figure figure that a lot of bands are coming back and doing shows that were supposed to be taking place three years ago. How often are we talking about Ozzy and all that? So it could be a scheduling thing where, you know, this year they couldn't do anything and maybe shortly we're going to hear about them touring next summer. I was but, uh, just going to say, yeah, I think that they're going to be on a download next year. I'm going to, I'm going to have my bets now. And I'm going to say they're going to be on the download bill because I know that the um, the guy who organizes download he books these bands well in advance. Right. He books the sort of 23 headliners in 21, uh, <laughs> and he knows what's going on. He wants DC back because they were on about three, four, or whatever years ago. Right, uh, and uh, you know they 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 were amazing, uh, and he knows that they're going to be a big draw. And it's a bit of a different headline. He's, he's always having Maiden on and Metallica and what have you. Uh, right. So, yeah, I've got a feeling that I've got a little bit of a feeling that it's going to be next year. Yeah. If, if you had your choice of seeing ACDC without Cliff Williams or seeing Def Leppard headline playing Diamond Star Halos in its entirety at download... Which which are you choosing? Um, let me just think. Let me just think about this. It's AC DC. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um, any any anything else that I could say to kind of make it worse on the AC DC side would be pushing into the territory of pissing people off or being considered mean. So we'll just keep it. We'll we'll just we'll just leave it there. <laughs> who who would you want to see open for ACDC? Let's say if ACDC goes just doesn't do download, does yeah. a does does a stadium tour of the UK yeah. Europe. Would would you like to say would, would a bill of um of as Metal Dan is saying Akadaka uh with um would let's say Thunder would that work for you? Yeah, I think Thunder would definitely work. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean Thunder, are a great band, good rock and roll band. I think they'd be a very good tie-up with ACDC. I was wondering whether Airborne would be or not be. I think maybe not be because they're too similar. Yeah, too much. Um, the- yeah. So, but you're right on Thunder. That would be very good. Good. Um, and maybe you know another smaller band than Thunder on the third band. Uh, there's lots of rock and roll bands out there. Dead Man's Wish. Whiskey, we've heard recently, they're a good, you know, sort of a good rock and roll band. Um, trying to think who else, really. Maybe they would do, um, you know, sort of a, a legacy type uh, three band situation. So you've got to think about who's going still, that, you know, could be on them. Um, and of course, some of, some of the promoters now, they tend to put on bands together that really are not quite right for each other i mean we've seen in the past judas priest and scorpions going on tour together and who would have thought that they would really um right you know two great bands are they kind of the same type of music so yeah, yeah. i think that pulls in the same type of crowd so that kind of makes sense yeah. similar to 
like a Motley Crue and a Def Leppard going out together in the States right now. Um, yeah. Would you, I mean, would you say the cult might be good with ACDC? Oh I mean, they, you know, when you think <laughs> about that album, think about Electric. It's an ACDC oh, type album, isn't it? Yeah, but the thing is with AC, with the cult, though, I think they've kind of forged their own path. So even mm. if they are playing Little Devil and Love Removal Machine and stuff like that, I think that Ian has such an enigmatic voice or iconic voice, I should say, that that kind of separates them from from ACDC. Um, I think if they were to play, you know, all over the UK, I, I don't think anyone would complain, you know. Uh, mm. The Cult, Thunder, and ACDC, that would be an interesting bill right there. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> there you go. ACDC just hasn't found Brad Dahl's number. He gave it to them, but they mislaid it. Okay. <laughs> I, I, the only reason that I don't think they've called Brad is because they would be intimidated by his stage presence. He would be all over the place, and perhaps uh, that would um, that would interfere with uh, all the props and everything else that they're that they would be doing. Because before Brian Johnson could jump on the wrecking ball, for example, or jump on the um, uh, the bottom of the bell. I don't know what the exact word of the um, the rope is that connects to the bell. Um, you would have uh, Brad Dahl push him out of the way and jump on it himself. So <laughs> that, that may not work for them. <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. The other question uh, is whether we'll have another ACDC album. I mean, you know, we, it took a while for that one to come out, and it was a fantastic album. Can they top it? Do they want to do another album? That's the other thing. Uh, um, Good point. Is is that is that their curtain call? You know, mm-hmm. is that why that album was so strong? I know that a lot of that was demos from when Malcolm was around, but by chance, have they said, you know what, we're not going to top this? We did our tribute to Malcolm. We don't want to tour. You know, given the time's gone by, um, let's just end it at, end it at this because it's not going to get any better. Mm. Yeah, is, is that and a possibility? Yeah, and if they go out on this album, it's a great one to go out on. I mean, I play it now quite quite often, and I think it's one. You know, it's one of the best, certainly one of the best of the most recent albums. Um, so yeah, you know, they'd have. To- to really bring out a, a, another fantastic album have they got it in them to do another album do they want to do an album you know uh, they haven't toured power up yet as we've just mentioned so you know they need to go out and play some of those songs live so they don't really need to release one i can't see them releasing another album certainly not for the next year or two and so that right. then that brings a question as to whether they're going to do it at all you know I mean, yeah. age is catching up. I mean, how long can Angus Young keep moving around in his in his shorts and pretend he's a you know little kid? Um, well, how much longer can the Stones do it? <laughs> yeah, true. But do they move around as much as Angus? I mean, you know, Mick does. Yeah, yeah, I guess he does. Yeah. You know what happens though when you've got that much money and you can afford. Really good doctors. Mm. Anyone can keep going. You know, who knows how many surgeries Angus may have had on his hips or knees or ankles or or anything mm. else or, you know, what type of treatments, you know, he's done. That's like shit that we've never heard of, you know? Yeah. And also, as we know, Angus doesn't drink. He doesn't take drugs. He drinks cups of tea all day long. So he looks after himself, you know, and he's and he's exercising. For an old man, he exercises a lot, just running around. I mean, oh, yeah. he only has to put on his own music, and it, and his legs will be tapping. So as we as we do when we're listening to DC. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Trying to see where uh, Mister Mister Sinzak is supposed to be joining us. The decibel so, week. Yeah, maybe I've confused him with with the timing. 
again. So um, I leave the door open. If you want, you can hang out while I have Chris on. Um, if he comes on or uh, you can hop on over to the chat, whatever you prefer. Yeah, no, I can stay in a little bit. I mean, I, I've actually got a question for Chris, and I'm going to keep it hanging until he, he joins us. It's okay. Um, yeah. Go, well, I've got two. I've, I've got two questions. I just realized. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> one about uh, one about decibel geek music, and the other okay. one about decibel geek followers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was um uh, I was I was harping on him the other day because uh I've been religiously backing up uh or backing up uh retweeting and resharing all of his episodes all these years and I said to him I go how come you're bringing up, you know, that focus on metal does it and ages of rock and all these other podcasts I go but you never bring up my shows. So, um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that changes in the future or not. Um, we also need to know, I mean, we need to settle this now. Is, um, who has the best radio voice? Is it Brad Dahl or is it Aaron Camaro? Um, hmm. Aaron Camaro came from radio. So yeah, but when you hear Brad, I mean, we, we all stick up for Brad. He's on our side. So, we need to somehow we need to have a competition to find out who has the best voice i don't, I don't, I don't know I've, I've had several people tell me that i need to make brad the my permanent co-host <laughs> and you know brad brad is brad now look mm. at that he calls in from la uh from some plush hotel he's showing off uh, uh he's just about to go for a nap and um you know that's that's brad no one can contain brad mm. especially and especially a retired brad so to have him as a permanent co-host would be kind of difficult to hold him down like that <laughs> yeah but, uh, all right bill elam is saying that uh chris is on the phone with rush to remaster his previous album there, there you go <laughs> a little uh insight there from Trivia Tuesday from a few weeks back where Chris actually was one of the answers for Trivia Tuesday, which was uh, who produced, uh, I believe it was, or was either which one of these did not produce a Rush album or who produced the last two Rush albums, I, I forget. But uh, Chris Sinzak was one of the options. This week, uh, Aaron Camaro was an option. But uh, let's see. Metal Dan is saying, when I do listen to that show, I skip the opening through the end with Mooger Fooger. Okay. Yeah. His, his, uh, his clue to, to listen in is Mooger Fooger, I guess. Let's see. Um, Rock and Pod 2023, the radio voice cage match, Dahl versus Camaro. Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show. 